0: Welcome to episode 25 of the Pit Box Podcast. We are back on the scene, just three of us today, Chris and Gartrell. Chris, how you
1: feeling? What's going on? What's going on? We feeling good over on this side. How's everybody doing?
2: Oh, yeah. Gartrell? All good. What's up, peeps?
0: All right, we out here. So for today's episode, we're just going to talk about a few of the cars that we liked from the New York Auto Show. Luckily this year, since we are officially media, we were able to get some media passes to uh, take a much easier look at the car show compared to uh, all the, the previous public days. It's it's real nice to be able to walk right up to the cars. You got to fight with no little kids. You can do all the filming that you need to do. It, it was just a pleasant experience. You know, now, unfortunately the part that was unpleasant was the fact that basically all the Germans just decided to stay in Germany this year. There was no Mercedes, no BMW, no Audi, no Porsche. You know, like we had Volkswagen. It's like, all right, you really just did for the the market, right? The Mark. <laughs> and I mean, I think that was the first time I even seen the eighth generation Golf, and the car has been out for like what, at least a year. Yeah, same year. Which is odd because there's like a million MK7s outside, you know, (laughs) but it is what it is. You know, people have their complaints about that car. (laughs) But um, we're, of course, not here to talk about Volkswagens. We're mainly going to talk about the Japanese today. Mm. There's a few cars that everybody was waiting on and they were here. First up on the list,
1: GR Corolla. Of course, of course. Just, you know. I mean, this is, this is for me,
0: besides hoping Porsche would have brought the GT4 RS, or in this case, just hoping they would have showed up in general, this was the car I was looking forward the most to seeing because it's just, this is what we've been asking for. We didn't get the Yaris. I right. just don't know why we didn't get it because size wise, a Corolla just makes more sense, but it's the same underpinnings. It's the, the same three cylinder turbo now making hundred horsepower per cylinder. So 300 horsepower, the four wheel drive system where you could do 50, 50 split. You could do a 60, 40, 60 to the front split or 30, 70, 70 to the back split uh, if, The e-brake is the same as the Yaris. When you yank it, it disconnects the power from the back, so you can actually do um, oh Uh, yeah some real donuts. That's pretty cool. I I didn't know that. Yeah, the Yaris does that, so I'm hoping the Corolla will do it too. Uh, Of course, the one that was on display at the car show was the Track Edition. So it was the fancy one with the bulge uh, hood. It had the forged carbon roof, which you know if you if you take a look at our Instagram, you'll see that it actually has texture to it, but more than likely it'll be clear coated once the actual production car is in. It has the same seats out of the Yaris as well. And yeah, you know, it it has the brakes. This is, this is what we've been looking for. And especially with the new WRX looking as poorly as it does, Oh, my goodness. And the only other competition would be a GTI. But everybody complains about the interior because they went too far with the haptic touch buttons. And still, we haven't seen any cars, even though they've been on sale for, like, at least a year. Uh, then you got the Genesis. No, not the Genesis. The Veloster N. That's another competition. And truthfully, out of those four, that track edition of Yaris is the one to have. And it'll be way more exclusive than all the other cars. They're only making the track edition for the first year. And even if you count the track edition and just look at the regular versions, they only want to make like 6,600 cars a year. So that's nothing, especially if for Toyota. That's a drop in the bucket. Right. You know? Yeah. How do you guys feel about it?
1: Gotcha. Uh,
2: I personally i w- was excited when I first heard that they were bringing um the platform to the u s um I had you know made strides you know in our in our group chats and 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 talks that we've had you know on the side that I would definitely be looking to potentially get one if they ever did come to the u s and boom, they delivered fantastic. I think it was more than um we could have hoped for actually. and and what we got like typically you know everywhere else gets all the cool stuff (laughs) to be honest with you and we finally got like the good one i think especially that we didn't get the RS, that we got the actual corolla um and that they pretty much just like listened to what all the enthusiasts wanted in a car and pretty much brought it to life now i do have a caveat to that and that is while it does look aggressive while the Numbers sound nice on paper in terms of horsepower and um, differential split and, you know, the amenities that you're getting in the car with like, you know, standard Apple CarPlay, infotainment system, nice seats, stuff like that. The carbon roof, um, the wing and some aero packages and stuff like that. I didn't expect it to be so dang expensive. (laughs) I was not. I was not thinking that this was going to be a 40 40 45,000, 50,000 dollar car. How much were you um, thinking? I was for 100% banking on like 30k, which is I really? feel like a fantastic price point for a car like this, 30, 32, something like that. That I think would mean like for that for 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 Toyota and I think they still they still will hit this this mark, but I think that would have just had like the pre-orders like booked sold out like, no. <laughs> well i mean i mean they are but i mean just <laughs> like 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 it to, for the foreseeable future is what i mean like you know what i mean like i think that you know they would have had m- demand for more and more like units if there was a slightly more affordable price point because when you get into the 45k range 50k range you have to start looking at the the uh, the competition yeah the, that that and just like what you like, how far your money is actually going to stretch you. You're still buying a Toyota at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like, like granted, the car is a staple, a sig, like a, like a almost a beacon for like <laughs> the car community and car culture, and 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 all of this other stuff. But it's still forty five to fifty k plus. You know they're going to have that markup at the dealerships, mm-hmm. you know, and so you could get so much more car in other platforms, especially our German rivals for the money. And you're going to get a better interior, better performance, you know, better looks, I think even, and that's, even that's touchy. You know what I mean? Like this is a great looking car for a Toyota, especially from what they've been producing in the past, like 10 years. But um, aside from the 86, which is a good looking car as well. But other than that, been running the mill, you know camrys and stuff so like to go from like your everyday car even the even the 86 was a more affordable platform i think and you know for this to be such a high price point it's like like might as well be a lexus (laughs) at that that price point um but uh i digress and so that's my only thing i think the price is just astronomical for this
1: Got you. I mean, I could definitely understand where you're coming from when it comes to the price, because like you said, there is a lot that you can, you can get for like the 40 to $50,000 range, Mm -hmm. but also considering the fact that the eight, six, you know, is close to $30,000 as well. It's kind of difficult to have an all-wheel drive platform and a rear-wheel drive platform priced so closely because the value that you're getting for your money because of the all-wheel drive system is like, it exceeds that gap, if you know what I'm trying to say. So nonetheless, I mean, I think that this car is sick, man. (laughs) Uh, I think that they hit it right on the nose. The looks are aggressive. I don't feel like the car has really a bad angle. I mean, if you look at most modern cars nowadays, they all have fairly large front grills, including this one. I mean, that's just what everybody's doing. And the way that they designed the car as far as all the aggressive lines, but they did it in a cleaner fashion than, now no disrespect to my Honda people's but kind of how Honda did it, where it was a little bit more separated. And this one is much smoother with all the body lines. I feel like this car is going to draw way more attention, especially now that GR is taking off as a platform as well. Because if you think about the 86, the Supra, and now you have an all-wheel drive platform, it's just proving that right now that division of Toyota is succeeding. And they're like, pushing forward so far it's exciting to see them actually do this because it's it's even more challenging now as we go through world issues you know as far as what's happening overseas with fuel and things like that and energy starting to cost more when it comes to traditional sources like fossil fuels uh you know you see all these other manufacturers especially at the car show displaying ev technology and things of that nature but not to go off on a tangent too much it's just nice to see that Toyota is still making something that the enthusiast and the everyday person can just enjoy to drive because honestly it's starting to go towards the era of we're no longer going to be driving like everything is about the latest autonomous technology and they're just taking the you know the true enjoyment aspect out of it. I think completely, but anyway, not to, not to end it sort of on a negative note. Um, I definitely like the new GR Corolla. I think it's going to be a hit. Um, You know, as Steve already mentioned, the pre-orders have basically been sold out. Um, When I get to know that there's going to be one at a dealership uh, from one of my Toyota friends, then I'm definitely going to be stopping by to take a look at it in person and possibly drive it if I'm lucky enough. But nonetheless, um, I'm excited that something like this is actually coming on the market.
0: There's a, there's a few things I'll say about the price. Uh, well, for one, they haven't actually announced the price yet. Mm-hmm. So, the reason why we're guessing it'll be like 40,000 is because if you take the Yaris price and convert it from euros or you know the pound into US, it's like forty-seven um, thousand right. dollars. Another thing, a like I think the most basic basic Corolla starts at like twenty, and that's before like you get any options or any tax or right, any registration. Like just right, the one with the hubcaps. Yeah, exactly. So like the cheapest one starts at twenty before you do anything, right? But then other thing I'm thinking too is realistically. Honda has been charging people how much for civic type bars before the pandemic. Like they've just
1: been right. Globally. They've always moved them up and they've always claimed that they're limited. Yeah, so exactly.
0: And so there's like <laughs> like what 30-something thousand of those globally? <laughs> Something like that. Like, right. Is like they're they're more common than you like to admit. You go to events, you see type bars. I see right. them just driving around. They are great cars. We, you know. I'm not, no, not not knocking it like you know, I've had a chance to drive one. And obviously one of our co-hosts has one, had multiple. Right. Uh they're good cars, but it's just like, yo, know, if Honda can sell a type R for a Civic, like to me, a Civic and a Corolla is like in the same category for computer yeah, yeah, yeah. cars. So <laughs> the equivalent of the type R, which is the GR. If they can sell that for $47,000 or more, because I know people have paid like 50 Gs for a Civic, yeah. they can sell a limited GR Corolla for whatever, including the markup. Like people are going to pay whatever. If you do the sure. math, if it's 6,000, 6,500 6, cars, there's over 1,000 Toyota dealerships. So that means that each, if each dealership gets a car, they're only getting a handful. They're getting less than five cars a year. You think they ain't going to sell those five cars? Shoot. Right. They're going to move them units.
2: Now, I, the question I, is, I do you believe Toyota way. in saying that they're only going to produce that many? Because I felt yeah. like the Supra was going to be the same way, but I see a Supra like every other day now. Like, it, it's not. Look
0: at, look at the production numbers on those.
2: It's, it's drops. In, the, in That in my car, there's
0: drops in the bucket. Compared to our, our, what they our, sell, yeah. But a I mean, Corolla or Camry or Sequoia RAV4. Like, they even, yeah. it's
1: almost it's not, it's not fair to compare it against both. <laughs> to be
0: honest, yeah, like it's almost like
1: uh, drives those, you know? Bro, we're, we're fortunate that they
0: even make the business case for it. Like, that's how little cars, yeah. how many few sports cars they sell compared to the general stuff. Like, right. We has got to be fortunate that they're willing to do this for us. You, you can know, tell there's still passion there. Well, it starts with the top, right? The CEO oh. is really about it. Like, he <laughs> he really races. He's raced at the Nurburgring. He's had his hand in helping influence uh, them to make the Supra again and the 86 and the Corolla and the Yaris. You know, like, he's right. he's serious about it, and it shows. Yeah, that's obviously the main event of the show for us. Now, speaking still about Japanese sports cars, the other car that made its car show debut because so I don't think it, I don't think there's been any other shows in America at least was the New Z. So, of course, this is well, this would be what Z thirty five, assuming they keep the numbers right in order. Um, right. So essentially, they did what I call a similar styling concept to what Dodge did with the Challenger, what Chevy does with the Camaro, where they dig back into their roots to inspire a modern version. So in this case, the 240Z is what the front is inspired by and like the general shape. And to me, like the back taillights kind of look like 300ZX, Uh, but yeah.
2: So, yeah, now that I think about it, it's like a mix between those the 300ZX and the 240. It's like the slat, the slant back, and then the actual tail light squared, like right. rectangular. Well,
0: well, I'm, so, yeah, it's talking more so like the
2: the tail lights
0: themselves, how they're black, yeah. and kind of reminds me your 300ZX yeah. uh, right the general shape, and especially like the front bumper, how the grille is squared off, is straight 240. Uh, so we know that. It has the twin-turbo V6 that Nissan and Infiniti have been putting in all their cars. It's, uh, you know, the chassis is partially 370, which is partially 350. Uh, You you can take that how you want. Uh, If you're a fan, you're a fan. If you're not, you're not. Um, Now, some other interesting things about the car. I found out that the steering wheel like the diameter and thickness of it pretty much is exactly the same as the R32. So apparently the guy who designed, well, like the, the GTR God guy, I can't think of his name, sorry, but right. he, helped, he helped like design the, the new Z2. And they said they noticed that uh, in Japan in particular, you know, people typically change the steering wheels in their cars. But right. he found that a lot of people don't change the steering wheels in R32s. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. why don't they change the steering wheels in R32s? It must feel good in the hands. So right. the diameter and like the thickness of it is the same as an R32, which is something, cool. yeah, it's something that's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, 400 horsepower, you know, that's good numbers. You can get both stick and automatic. Uh, recently, the smoking Tire had put up a video, just the noise of the on track. It was the automatic, and then they'll get the stick version on a street drive at a later date. But the automatic definitely was sluggish. Like, you could hear how it, much it was no. speaking to change gears. Up or down wasn't particularly fast. But the car did sound pretty good. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, obviously, VQs can be controversial to be a right. you know, in, in past <laughs> generations because of how they sound. But this did sound uh pretty good. Now, one thing I didn't like, I, I'm still not really feeling the front bumper. Like, I don't, it, it's like the squaredness of it kind of bothers me. I understand why they did it because, of course, the right. 240 is squared like that. But... It, it, it just doesn't sit right with me, you know. But other than that, I think it's a good-looking car. Uh, for whatever reason, I didn't sit inside, but I've sat inside Zs before, so I know it's the same size as
1: any other Z. Uh, yeah. Chris can tell us how the materials were. It's this. actually it's actually really nice. I mean, like you said, the steering wheel does really fit, uh, feel good in the hands. Uh, the infotainment is nice. I really like the fact that they kept... Buttons like there's physical climate knobs on the bottom, which is super nice. Um, just because you, you're starting to see, like you, you mentioned earlier, Volkswagen with the you know, the Golf R and the GTI, they made their whole interface you know, haptic touch, and it's just nice to keep the buttons and also the materials, um, on the inside of the interior right by your knee on the inside by the transmission tunnel it has this nice little padding by it so it's cool for taller people too um i really like what they did with the interior as far as the outside goes i could definitely see what you're saying as far as like the squared off aspect of the grill. i wasn't really too fond of that um just considering the fact that the rest of the body lines in the car are so smooth uh i do like how they integrated that like homage to the 240 with the uh, the V-shaped bulge, you know, going from the front bumper to the front part of the hood, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I also, like you mentioned, I like the fact that the taillights kind of give me three hundred ZX vibes. Uh, so it's kind of like a, you're getting a retro new car. Um, and I think that was their whole campaign, you know, when they were when they were announcing and revealing this car. So it's just nice to see once again, you know, another refreshing, modern, sports car that gives you an alternative to choose from uh you know rear wheel drive like steve said 400 horsepower twin turbo so the platform is capable um you know we've seen the the automatic like you mentioned in the smoking tire video and you can see that it's not optimal it's nice though because it's a nine speed so you can still get good fuel economy but you definitely want to get the six speed uh if you're the enthusiast just because uh you know that's uh that's what this car deserves. And not speaking of of, of of six speeds, I just have to briefly mention the fact that the new Supra is gonna come in six speed. So that's it. <laughs> anyway. Garchal, chime in.
2: Uh this car is UG. You ain't got no alibi. Ugly, man. Like I <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Like
2: I'm sorry, like no disrespect, but I first of all, look, the original platform, I think was the original platform. Great looks for the year that it came out and I think it was like the 80s right or something like that. I really not caught up on my past right? And I think that that design probably should have stayed in the 80s, like the back is the back of the car at like a low angle which is the picture i took is probably all that it's got going for it i don't know if you can see that very well
1: yeah that back three-quarter angle is nice
2: yeah but like even looking at it like from like a fur like further away from the pictures i took like uh uh-uh it's not it doesn't it doesn't look like anything that i would love to look at for a long time
1: it's like not maybe, impressive looking, right? No,
2: it looks very dull, very non It's
1: it's
2: <laughs> it's not dynamic like it's okay, so for cars nowadays, like it it's like something that sells and I think that has been selling is like a striking, dynamic appearance, right? Like you can say this for any car, even the new right. Jettas and 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 um Golfs have an aggressive looking like, ta- like headlight structure slash like front end. And these are just like regular everyday <laughs> production cars. Same thing with like the, you know, oh, okay. the, what was it then? Is it the ninth gen civic? Basically that's still right. like an aggressive looking front, even if it's right. not a civic type R, like you could like argue, like it's like dynamic, the headlights, the lines on the front of the body of the car. This looks like it just rolled out. Like they just put a blob together on the front and like I don't know it's just so round and then to not even have like striking headlights they're just like w- not even porsche oval it's just like
1: right I, I, have to, <laughs> I have to I have to chime in because uh, I do have to say I mean I'm looking at it now again like, really hard subjectively like Gartrellis. and uh, oh <laughs> honestly, the lights the lights just it's just a weird... It's a weird shape. It looks like a leaf.
2: Yeah. Like, they could have made, like, something a little bit more striking. You know what I mean? Like, when it can least, not. At least the headlights. At least.
1: It's not. I mean, you saw the pictures that we were showing earlier, real quick, of the, uh, of the GR Corolla. You saw all the aggressive lines. You know, the hips were actually pronounced. This car is just... It's very... It's very smooth. Now, not to just talk negatively about it, but I feel like this was like a last minute decision. Kind of rushed, yeah.
0: (laughs) They had all the time in the world. Oh my goodness. All the time in the world, yo. when did the I three-,
1: know, three but I feel like basically O-9? O-9? No, right.
0: was it oh no was it oh nine did it yeah. three- yes O-9? yeah,
1: yes. O-9 O-9. yeah O-9. No, i'm sorry i don't mean to you know mock or bash or anything but and these are nonetheless the point is that, right they basically said holy cow we've been making the 370z for almost 10 years now it's time to put something together because we can't go double digits with one body style
2: yeah they've been so they've said, that,
1: all right guys well. let's see what we can put together use you know the majority of the parts that we have left over you know add some new colors like i don't know what the obsession is right now and unfortunately bmw did this with the m car now you know you can like it or not in my opinion I mean I don't know why we're doing highlighter colors. I'm not sure. The blue sure. is sure. a color, but the the blue is a very nice color, but I am not sure green. why. Definitely. I mean, I guess they might be doing this to try and show the lines off more, but like, you know, you could do that with a different color. I don't know. Anyway, we're 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 going off topic a little bit too much, my bad
2: yeah i mean don't i really like the interior of the car though i think that that for a z car has come literally it's like gone through like back to the future like three times over and just went from this bland boring interior and that comes from obviously both of us having a z that literally had the only thing it had going for it was probably (laughs) the sound of the car and like oh i got three gauges cool and when (laughs) like you know what i mean and two of them were right. analog, and and one of them was, digital. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean, it's like, that's all that the car had going for, it, it was the driving feel. drive, LSD. yeah, right, like the, like, the mechanics of the car were good, the interior was very abysmal, it was like, very bland and boring, I like that they've done, they've gone digital, I like that they've added a nice big infotainment on the center screen, right, you know, it's like, it's got, you know the modern look and 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 feel. I would say, and then they've got you know that that the accent pieces. Now you got leather as opposed to like this like plasticky feeling uh-uh. that they had in all of their cars. I know they had a little bit of leather in the 370 platform, but now they've gone and just like went full like full like okay like we should make this like you know if it's gonna be Plus one of our good. higher like right. our higher selling cars, it's got to have you know, the real stuff, you know what I mean? And so it, it, they came a long way, I think, with their interiors, especially from all their production cars that they produce now, because I don't think I've seen any Nissan recently that had anything cool or nice about their interior, quite literally, like nothing. And it's like really putting it out there for them. And I think that they could have put a little bit more into this car in terms of it being like their comeback car from selling Leafs for the past you know like decade Uh, but you know and i hate to you know to to poop on you know nissan because you know from where they've come you know i mean like the uh, yeah one of the greatest manufacturers of like some of our favorite cars of all time and you know besides the gtr like what have they been doing and then i feel like they could they've gone and made this amazing machine i think that they had all the the workings to make like a nice looking great performing you know well-designed interior car and i feel like they just dropped the ball a little bit on this one but hopefully
1: all the nissans that are super quick just to interject all the nissans that are older are the great ones
2: oh yeah and I think the GTR is pretty good, too, for its current, yeah. you know, application. Yeah. But GTR. other than that, so hopefully the performance will speak for itself, and that'll be enough to offset, I think, what could have been an amazing car. Maybe there'll be a facelift next year. <laughs> Who knows? You know, they do, they've do. they done, you know, slight adjustments, you know, in the past. So we'll see. But, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about this car. Nissan, good, good try, but I think you could do better. That's... My final final word on that. To
0: me, um, I'm not as repulsed as you are about the looks. It's mainly for me the front bumper that I'm like, no. But also, not that I would buy one anyways. Because if I'm buying another car, I'm getting a Supra. Um, You know, I am glad that the car does exist. Because these things need to exist. Um, And just a random side note. I think the the race car looks good, kind of cool. It doesn't look as cool as the Super Old NSX, but it looks cool. You know, the the Super GT, GT500 car. Uh, well, coincidentally, one of their cars just got into like the worst wreck I've seen in that series. Right. Another day. Luckily, he's all right. But Did like Super GT?
2: Yeah, literally. That's the pretty car crazy in Fuji.
0: One like at least 10 times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like half
2: the car came off. Pretty much yeah. the whole back end of the car was gone. Basically, just
0: like disintegrated. But yeah. he, he was completely fine. Everybody was completely fine, uh, luckily. But yeah, you know, like I said, I'm I'm glad it exists. But uh oh, and production has been delayed, so we should have <laughs> been about to see them,
1: but it'll probably be later in the year now. It's Hopefully. tough now, man. It is tough this whole market is just tough. It's crazy because people still got money, but you know, the manufacturing can't keep up. It cannot keep up. It's, it's pretty wild. I'm excited. Like I said, don't get anything that we previously said twisted with my original focus, which was, I'm happy to see that these manufacturers are still pumping out cars that are enthusiast-based, you know, for whatever it's worth, if it's ugly, if it's, decent looking if it's looks sick you know what i mean like i'm just happy that they're still pumping them out because that means that there's still like some passion there like what i was referring to earlier um so i'm happy to see that nissan came out with another z and i'm happy to see that the z is going to be participating in the professional racing series as well um but i definitely just wanted to add that note uh just to not end the z note on a bad note, you know, cause I did have one and I was a Z boy at one time. So I gotta, I gotta show respect as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, Nismo will be racing one. I can't remember what series. It might, it might be super
1: tycoon. Right. And what you just reminded one? me, Gartrell, the Nismo version of the Z could save it. It could save it. You saw how on the previous ones, you know, they had the kits and all that. Maybe with some arrow, they could make things work a lot better than what they maybe. currently are. Hopefully, fingers crossed.
2: <laughs> maybe we'll see. I just can't yeah. imagine like some canards on this thing at all. <laughs> like it just doesn't.
1: Maybe a front lip. Maybe yeah. you know, shave the bumper in a different direction. And maybe production. <laughs> or maybe, been... or maybe go slightly wider. Who knows? But anyway, that's a whole other topic. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now we'll make our way on to the third car. So now we're going to take it to the homeland, we're gonna come to America for this one. The new C8 Z06 Mm -hmm. has showed up. I wasn't even expecting to see this, but it was there. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like it. I like some aspects of it. So just for some of the highlights, flat plane crank V8. So if you're familiar with the C8R, which is the race car that they run in IMSA, and WEC that has a flat plane crane V8. So the speculation was, it'll probably be that engine. And right. it, yeah, <laughs> it is. Cause that's, that's not an LT. Or at least I don't know what the code is for it actually, but it ain't the regular LT that they put in, in the regular Stingrays. No. So it, like they, they sound closer to a Ferrari than they do uh, what, what you think a Corvette sounds like, that American typical V8 sound. Right. Um, now, 670 horsepower Oof. is what they're talking about. E dual clutch. Oh, man. Carbon fiber wheels, of course, has the arrow on it from the, the carbon fiber wing to the splitter to the canards. Carbon Ooh. ceramic brakes. Add a decent amount of carbon fiber on the interior as well. Uh, It was my first time actually sitting in a C8. Uh, I'm not the hugest fan of the interior. Like I understand it, It it's super driver focused. Uh, I personally thought that the C8 had a bit too much carbon fiber on the inside, but at least like the way they laid it out, I wasn't really feeling it too much. Uh, I don't really like the way the steering wheel looks either. uh, But you know, for in terms of making it feel like a cockpit to make it feel like it's all about the driver and not at all about the passenger. They definitely succeeded in that.
1: Um, I mean, they really almost eliminated the passenger. Yes, yeah. The uh, center section comes out pretty far. That's where your whole control panel is.
0: Yeah, all those little buttons on the on the piece that comes right. up.
1: Even your climate control is there. <laughs>
0: yeah. The uh, the seats did feel pretty good to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, the leg room seemed decent. Now, of course, like you know, I'm sitting in a car that's not moving in a car show. It's not like I'm driving where I can say, oh, well, I would have drove in this position, but, um, you know, just sitting there, it felt fine. Like I've sat in more uncomfortable stuff, not moving, (laughs) you know. um, Now I think that if you can't get a GT4 RS, or a GT3 RS, or even a GT3, this probably price per dollar performance is probably gonna be the next best thing for you. They haven't unveiled the pricing yet, but if it starts at 90 or 100, that's still at least 40 Gs cheaper than like GT4 RS with no options. And then a GT3 is like, what, 150, 160? Before you start optioning up, you're gonna be close to 200, and and, truthfully, you you might be faster in this, (laughs) or at least you definitely going to keep up. Like I really like the
1: way the new bet looks, right? And I think that it 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 would be a tough match for sure, because I mean, you've seen the races, and it's Porsche that Porsche that you know BMW. You know what I mean? Ferrari, Lamborghini. But nonetheless, I mean, the C8, and then you have the Ford GT as well. The C8 has really been proving itself a lot, especially in racing. Just to chime in with, you know, what you're saying, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. So, you
0: know, like I said, I, I think, obviously most people can't get their hands on any of the Porsches we just mentioned for reasons beyond just the, the price but like, this is some serious performance for what we presume presumably will start at ninety to hundred grand.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, the car is definitely really nice. Um, I've even been thinking about potentially getting one. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. We'll see how the pricing goes. I felt. I felt. I thought it was really interesting because when I spoke with the uh, the. Representative, he was uh, telling me that there's actually going to be a specific aero package for right. the Z06. um I don't know if you'll be able to see this picture well because my camera is like...
0: in the video. So you have to show you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But there's like canards and the lip and everything. But if you actually look closer, a different picture, you're probably not going to be able to see as well. There's carbon fiber wheels exposed gloss carbon and actually on the z06 they're going to come as a option only with this specific arrow package meaning the wheels are carbon fiber but they will not be exposed carbon fiber unless you unlock that option through selecting the arrow package so it's like you get the arrow package okay now you can have exposed carbon wheels which i think is pretty cool but honestly. Carbon wheels are just not feasible unless you really do not drive your car. They or will... you live Florida. Yeah, I mean, like you're more than likely to get these completely like messed destroyed. up, destroyed. Yeah, like on any potholes or anything like that. So it's like, if you were getting them, it'd be like just to have them. You'd have to buy some other wheels and like swap them on like before even driving right. off the lot. To be <laughs> honest with you, tires on it. Yeah, and and yeah. just like. Keep them if you ever wanted to sell them or if you wanted to, like, take it to a show or something like that. Like, that's, like, quite literally the only use for these carbon fiber. Show
1: them off in your garage or something.
2: Uh, Yeah. But other than that, the car felt great to sit in. And me being six foot two, um, you know, it definitely didn't feel uncomfortable. I did like, you know, the way that it felt like a cockpit. It felt like it was completely driver-centered. That's something that I really like in a car. I feel like when it's a little too open, it's kind of distracting from, like, your driving experience. And then also, just doesn't feel the same. Like, the M is does well to, like, kind of, like, help with this, I think, in certain ways. But I think it, you know, there have been other cars like the Z that make you feel a little bit more, like, centered right. um, as the driver. Um, something I didn't like about the whole thing, I don't care about carbon. Carbon is always great for me. I think that... It, you know once you clean it's so much easier to clean than anything honestly leather plastic like it's just like as long as it's not scratched up it's like wipe and it's good <laughs> like you know um Easy. and i think it adds to the looks to like you know if you're spending 100k potentially like i, I want to see all of the expensive parts that i can i do not like the steering wheel i put my hands on it it feels yeah. weird <laughs> it feels weird like it's- weird they slant down like this and when i grab my steering wheel actually i'll show you (laughs) this is the best of my ability it's not a circular steering wheel but when i grab my steering wheel i want to feel like my hands are in a solid position in the center of the wheel whereas like now on this it feels like i'm like holding it at the bottom here right and it's kind of odd um so That being said, that's like the only thing that I wish you could change. But I mean, that's not something you would change in a car like this. Looks insane. Otherwise, I would probably get mine in white. Um, Anything else to say about this car? I mean, for me, uh-huh.
0: w- what I meant about the carbon on the interior, it, for yeah. me, it was like it was so much that it felt cheap. <laughs> yeah, like I, w- I like that nice,
2: hints, hint.
1: tastefully,
0: of, uh, of the leather and alcantara right. and the carbon. It was like the whole um, center console was just straight carbon. That was like that is a bit oh. my liking. Um uh, right. but you know, uh, other than that. Like I said, I think performance per dollar, Porsche might be in trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of hard to bargain with how much you're getting for this. I mean the steering wheel does feel kind of funky, um, especially in the shape of it too, because I can't imagine like mid corner, you know, as you're rotating, just gripping that like weird, you know, indent. Yeah, It'd just feel awkward. And I feel like it would offset my input slightly. You know what I mean? Maybe you would have to change that. I mean, you know, the race car doesn't have a steering wheel like that whatsoever. So the race car probably feels phenomenal. Um, The street car, like, you know, Steven Garchell said, it's driver oriented. It's a pleasant place to be. I do agree that the carbon was a little bit overdone. They could have went a little bit more tasteful with, you know, the the places that that they put it um i do also like archel said like the aero package and the carbon fiber wheels um, i definitely think that the carbon fiber wheels will be for the people that live in like the west coast and the southern part of the united states the northeast like he said you know it kind of would just storm because you know the potholes here are like craters, they might warp you somewhere else in Queens. How bad they seem! Uh, that's the joke that I like to make, but anyway, the uh, the Z06 I definitely feel adds a big, big, big competition to the GT3 dollar for dollar because the amount of horsepower you're getting I mean, 670. It's a 10-speed dual-clutch, so, you know, PDK dual-clutch. You're still getting that same level of performance. Um, It's mid-engine, so technically it has slightly better weight balance than a 911 because a 911 is still somewhat rear-biased. So that's also why I could potentially give it a run for its money. Um, I'm excited. I really can't wait to see what they look like and sound like when they're on the road and on the track. Well, we've already <laughs> heard what they sound like.
0: <laughs> they sound yeah. It's the same it has to be like the same engine
1: that's in the race car. They're both right.
0: like crank V eights. We can do the math. Yeah,
1: but like on the track versus seeing it casually roll by on like a boulevard or an avenue is completely different, you know?
0: It'll be it'll be more quiet, but you know, it'll be the same song. I mean another thing too that the GT4 RS and GT3 or GC3 RS loses out is you still have to spend nine grand on carbon ceramics and this has a standard for right, I, good point. ninety. <laughs> so you know right. and I don't know which trim level the one we saw was because if it's anything like the past, it'll be like LT1, two and three, and it'll probably have like Z07 package. Uh, right as well but they you know this probably was the top trim one
1: judging from the canards and stuff Uh, right and I would like to get it in that um that silver that like almost like Hockenheim silver looking color uh with the arrow package I feel like that would look really aggressive
0: yeah yeah for sure you know uh but yeah I, I I think it's is pretty promising. Uh, we'll we'll see how it is when the when the reviews come out, them nice thick uh, pilot sport cup twos on it also. Oh, like two say, Rs actually two Rs on them and I know they probably have been testing at the Brain. So like I said, Porsche might have to be on their toes with this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but um but yeah so now we'll talk about something a little different. We we're all going to mention some cars that have surprised us at the car show. So I'll go first. The one that surprised me that I liked that I, I wouldn't buy, but I thought it at least it looked cool, was the Bronco Raptor. Like if yeah. I was in like the desert in Arizona, I probably would have yeah. those because the joint looked pretty legit. And like the regular Bronco just looks so mundane and
1: like right,
0: but you know, that Raptor looked so serious and like it was yeah, like you one like, to hit it up, yeah. Like you could jump off some rocks and do some rock climbing and <laughs> hit the trails in this thing and get your Tarzan on, <laughs> yeah, or Nevada, like wherever you're at. It'd be absolutely terrible NYC because where are you parking something that wide and. It's just mad extra, you know. Screw it, just take the whole curb. Yeah, yeah, and then you're gonna be at the gas station every day too. But you know, right. um, that that was the one that surprised me because I was like,
1: "Oh wow, like this is actually kind of
0: cool." And I don't usually right. like trucks, but this is this is cool.
1: Yeah, the one that actually surprised me was the uh, that fully electric Silverado. I found it. I mean, and, you know, it sounds weird because I'm not super into trucks either and uh let alone you know a fully electric one is interesting to approach Uh, but i found it cool that you can actually fold down the rear seats and fold down the truck bed and get the pass through all the way through into the cabin i thought that was pretty cool and then of course it has air suspension so it has the uh the height leveling system so you can actually get it pretty low which i thought was nice the wheels on it were gigantic. I think they were like 23 inches or something like that. Um, but I found that super cool. And then the interior on it was actually pretty nice. The leather quality was nice. And then it had a, a pretty decent screen. Um, but I was surprised, you know, I started to like the trucks also. Like you said, the Bronco was super nice. Um, I actually sat inside that. And that definitely gives you know, I think almost blows the Wrangler out of the water. That's a kind of bold statement. The internet probably won't like me for that, <laughs> but um, you know, the Wrangler is super sick and of course you can modify out the gills, but the, uh, the Bronco is pretty nice, man. Especially yeah. with the Raptor. I mean, you know, it has the, uh, the EcoBoost motor, so it makes some, some decent power. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, you can just go, you know, in the Outback and in the Amazon and just explore, and, you know, probably, they probably have a tent attachment that you can attach to the roof. Yeah. They, I saw that they actually had something similar to that for the Silverado also.
0: And Toyota yeah. had that, too, for the Tacoma. Um,
1: right, right. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. The new Tundra is, is cool, too, actually. I, Tundra, not Tacoma. The Tundra. The Tundra. Right. Yeah. The new Tundra is super cool. Twin turbo, six-cylinder. And has a little bit of an EV aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, retro. yeah, so I
2: actually had a couple cars that I, I, I really like. That I think, um, three one's unobtainable, one is currently unobtainable, and maybe one day you know it'll be something, and then one that it probably will be obtainable and is actually really cool, I think. Um, so first one. Was and I'm sorry if I'm saying this wrong. Um, Dar, um, which is the gentleman I met at uh the car show. If you ever hear this, <laughs> is the Deuce, and I don't know if you guys saw that there. D E U S. Sorry, the Italian ma-
1: uh, uh maker.
2: Uh, yeah, I believe it's Italian. Um,
0: That's the way he worked with Williams. What yes exactly yeah. and that's
2: and that's what caught my eyes when i saw williams engineering on the side yeah, of their yeah. booth yes it is so i was there when i was speaking to the representative from williams and me and him had a, a nice long chat probably like 15 minutes which is pretty long i think you know at a car show um but he was just telling me like i, I was very curious as to what aspects williams had contributed to the development of the car and it was a lot on the on the like uh, EV side of it, Com- being that the car is completely EV, a lot of the applications were actually de- uh, supplied from Williams. And he was just telling me you know, all about Williams and, um, you know, Formula E and stuff like that. And how actually Williams supplies a lot of um, parts and and design to a lot of the big name manufacturers that are now developing um, hybrid and electric vehicles. So that was something I was very, you know, very cool to hear. But besides that, back to the car. I thought the car was just very interesting all around. Gave For me it. gave me RIMAC vibes. Um but in a different way. Um uh, the end the rear end looked crazy by the way. It looks like an infinity symbol almost it's mm-hmm. like all tail light and like yeah the whole ring both around the hallway. Yeah. And it's- I actually got the privileged to like sit in the car the guy I was speaking to liked me a lot he was, so he's like yeah go go sit on it go sit in it I was like sitting in the car and it had like senna vibes like star button on the roof like that type of thing or is that the love ferrari I'm sorry senna. probably both senna. actually um yeah Not and so the
0: steering wheel. Senna. there's only yeah
2: roof. yeah super Senna, and um i don't know it was just very spacious for uh for an ev that's a hypercar with like 2,000 horsepower (laughs) which is absolutely insane um the fact that it was just like he was telling me all the features where it would have like pretty much well they haven't derived this yet but they would think it would be like three modes where it's just like normal medium insane (laughs) and and (laughs) it would be like something that has an insane amount of horsepower but able to be like an everyday car if you wanted it to which is crazy for something that would be considered a hypercar you know it's just not heard of but i think that's what ev has been harnessing is like the ability to be able to do little and a lot and you've seen that in tesla as like the main example for that um the second car maybe one day it'll be attainable hopefully i think it will be um was the lamborghini technica I think that was a nice little spin off, like kind of like a facelift, so to speak. I know, I know you're shaking, you're shrugging your shoulders like, oh what? But you know what? I'm I'm a Lamborghini fan, so you knew I was gonna say something about the only Lamborghini there. So
0: Keep going. Thank you. You going.
2: Like and Go the ahead. only Lamborghini that was actually supplied by Lamborghini. There were other Lamborghinis there, but it was not. Those were customer cars or consumer cars. Regardless, I just thought that the front end was a little bit more aggressive i like the, the the styling i could peek in and see kind of like the interior i like that you can now have the center infotainment system on like the you know original huracan and non-evo huracans or stos so which are like the like what double the price of like what a regular huracan would go for and i think that the right. carbon um on the um the rear hatch was pretty cool. The design that they did there, and some other small styling um, that they did. But I would love to hear more about like what the car is actually going to be like. But had to mention it because I'm a Lamborghini fan. But the car that took the show for me in terms of just like everything else was the Volkswagen ID. I don't know if you guys got a chance to walk back there, but the, yeah. bus, looks that, cool. the, the bus, bus looks cool. The bus looks the bus looks cool. Does it not? Retro like
1: to the max,
2: <laughs> yeah, and like I got to get up really close, um, and inside, and it just seems like something from like a utopian future. It's like super right. white, super clean, <laughs> <laughs> ambient lighting, modern styling, and like the same kind of like uh you know electronic interface, space right. galore. Um, they have talks of like having it potentially being able to like swivel the seats and stuff like that. So you could like turn around and talk to people and whatever in the bus. Um, Three row seating, spacious boot. It's kind of just like that cult car, but with a nice like modern twist. And it's obviously, right. EV, it's going like- to be super efficient, super quiet, super everything. I would think you want and even and lastly and sorry nissan even the id and please put a picture on the screen steven has better looking headlights than you do that's not okay <laughs> like it looks more Jesus. aggressive that bus looks more aggressive than your nissan and that's a that's a problem
1: Jesus. but
2: um i that was a really nice car for me i think that that's super cool maybe like dadmobile type of vibes like when it comes oh, out vibes. yeah like i would i'd would probably get one if i had the, the money swag,
1: the swagging
2: Oof. yeah <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs>
2: i would not be afraid to be seen in that that's like the coolest thing <laughs>
0: yeah I that was pretty sick i'm gonna make two comments about uh the uh the deuce if i'm saying it right yeah and, uh, the huracan so, if Williams sets up Williams Engineering like how McLaren does it, it's like they're not like technically even a part of the. No, S&P. they're not. There's a they're different not. branch under the same thing. roof. It's kind of like with McLaren and McLaren Applied, where there's certain parts that like McLaren supplies like ECUs to NASCAR. Uh, they have their hands in Formula E. And there's, like, spec parts. I'm pretty sure they supply to the whole F1 grid. But mm-hmm. even though they're in the McLaren Technology Center and it's McLaren applied, like, technically, they're not a part of
1: the yep. car
0: division or the F1 team. It's its own third thing within. Uh, but yeah, I, when, when I was at Media Days so or the day before, uh, earlier in the day, like, the car hadn't been unveiled yet. So mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to see it. But that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, my, my only beef with the hurricane with this version of the hurricane is that I don't think it looks better than the Evo, and <laughs> it's it's in between the Evo and the STO. So STO concerned.
2: is like top of the line. I can't that you yeah. can't beat that. I'm not it, sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
0: yeah, but it's not supposed to. Like this is supposed to be just another variant of the Hurricane. So it's in between Evo and STO, I don't think it looks good. Like, I think EVO looks good. I think STO, Performante, just Huracan. Like, I think all those look good except this new version. And that's why I'm scratching my head because I'm like, all right, like, yeah, technically all Lambos are excessive and there's no need for them. But I'm really like, why does this variant exist? Like, why can't it just be EVO and STO? What's the issue here? Like you know, what I mean, that's that's. No. I just don't think it. I just don't think it looks as good as getting the Evo. That's why. I, I can see I'm, what you're saying like,
1: about it being more. a little bit redundant.
0: Yeah, it's like if, like, all right, maybe maybe if it looked better than it, I would feel different. Or maybe if Evo didn't exist and this just is what it is, there's that STO. Then all right, fine. But you can walk into the dealership and have an Evo that. And, or you probably can't get an STO or, or at least it'll be a pre cool one <laughs> or use one. But I'm like, damn, that doesn't look as good. It's like they, they went too far. <laughs> Evo was perfect. It right. looks perfect. It went too far.
2: That's fair enough. But I just think that something about like the vents and like the front by the, by the headlights and the like, basically all new front fascia for like the bumpers aspect, I would say is, is, uh, just more aggressive looking than, than, uh, the STO, not the STO. The STO is like, can't beat it, but definitely than the EVO and definitely than the base icon. Like something about it. I'm just looking at it over and over again. It just looks good. It kind of gives, I don't know if you can see that. It kind of gives like, uh, what is the name of that Lamborghini? I don't want to mess this up. It's it either one. Z or V. There's, with N. there's a few of them. There's, there's the Veneno. There's the... The
0: Revington. Uh, no.
2: The Sion. No. Actually, is that the one? It might be. It might be the Sion that know. kind of mimics a little the bit. because
0: it's a hybrid.
2: Right. But the headlight structure kind of looks like... The Sion,
0: sort of, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, well, then actually not the...
0: Then there's Centenario, but the headlights don't look like that. Nah, so the, scenario. the scenario is. It's, look, more ventador than anything. Yeah, yeah. Body figure. Yeah, this it looks like
2: the <laughs> Huracan, but then, like, the side that's now, like, black kind of has, like, the Sion, like, shape here. If you see that, like, almost like where a light would be. Oh, like,
1: a, almost like a triangle.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you see the Sion picture, like, he'll put it on the screen and you look at, like, side of this one as well, like I think you would see it, but that's I don't know, I think it's pretty cool.
0: Uh, that's uh, it I mean what what difference does it make? I can't afford it right now. I'm just <laughs> saying like I, I, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not feeling that that variant today uh or ever. Fair. It's like fair, if fair. I want to buy one, honestly I probably just get a perfumante. <laughs> okay. Even more backwards than just that because those look good there's a lot of them you know uh if i had to pick a new one today then, then i can't get stl just i'm getting the evo easy e- evo real World drive you know um uh, but that's nice. yeah that's that's that um uh, yeah you know uh hopefully you guys were able to get to the car show and see the well, lack thereof of <laughs> cars compared to previous years, uh, but yeah. you know it's well at least two thirds of us here got in for free, so it's still <laughs> it's still it still was oh, fine, nice. you know, better access than usual. But yeah. uh, but yeah, you know, let us know in the comments below which cars did you like. How Do you feel about the Corolla, the Z, the Z06, and other cars that we mentioned? Is uh, there anything that you were disappointed by? Because, of course, I said I was looking forward to seeing a GT4RS. I had my Porsche hat on, I had the GoPro, the GoPro charged up. I watched every video and remembered all the main stats and statistics. I probably could have been a Porsche employee that day. But <laughs> they, uh, they disappointed me. They may not. I wish the, for right. I wish
1: I wish the Euros made it out. Yeah, but like actual booths. I understand that they all had individual events and they felt like that was sufficient. But still, it's not a car show unless, you know, the majority of the manufacturers make it.
0: Well, hopefully we can start getting
1: invited to press launches
0: since, you know, we own or have right. owned some of the stuff that has released so hopefully we can keep building our relationships and make stuff like that happen uh but yeah you know once again thanks for watching Pickbox podcast stay tuned for more and we'll see you guys on the next one take care